Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition is entitled Volunteerism. Both of our daughters were encouraged to take piano lessons when they were young, as my spouse and I incorrectly thought that we could shape their lives to our suiting. We saw them as the female version of a talented young Mozart, and we were sure that they might compose an opera or two before reaching puberty. At the very least, a few modest compositions that we might have them play for friends and neighbors whom we would not even charge to listen to their musical masterpieces. Your daughters are so gifted, they would exclaim. From which parent do they get such phenomenal talent? They would earnestly question, and I would enigmatically smile and not readily comment, take away any well-deserved praise from my spouse, who actually did study piano herself. Despite modest ability, the eldest hung in for many labored years, despite a growing distaste for the long, tedious practice sessions with an archaic lady piano teacher, who according to our daughter smelled quite badly. Thus, when the youngest began to complain vigorously, as thoughtful and progressive modern parents, we earnestly suggested that she enjoyed the option to continue and obviously please us or to exercise her childish rights and responsibilities by informing her instructor that she was through. At the end of the very next piano lesson, she raced back to our car, proudly returning to her parents' chauffeurs, and triumphantly announced her immediate retirement from piano lessons. She had exercised her right and responsibility, and she informed us that the teacher, a young man who did not smell, had thoroughly agreed with her decision. Last year, the Minister of Education suggested that as a component of cooperative education, high school students must volunteer 40 hours of service in the community. This initiative was to become a prerequisite for graduation and was to be accomplished by an honor system of reporting. In other words, volunteer, and that's an order. The question is, should volunteer community service be a high school graduation requirement? Agree or not, George Orwell would be amused with the terminology employed. If there are consequences to not doing something, the activity is, in essence, mandatory. To compound the oxymoron, utilizing an honor reporting system suggests that the person in charge of education had been smoking something rather potent before enacting this decree. Of course, us older folk know that they just don't make young people the way they used to anymore. Ask any retiree. It's impossible not to look at successive generations of youth without finding them pampered and self-serving. Mandated volunteerism is a simplistic solution. Our government was taking its educational and civic cues from the U.S. system. President Clinton Long, a proponent of the values of internship, stated, Every young American should be taught the joy and the duty of serving. Many U.S. school boards correspondingly enacted programs to instill a sense of civic duty in teenagers. A conundrum involves just who decides which volunteer organizations are acceptable. There are homeless shelters, orphanages, hospitals, fundraising, soup kitchens, mentoring programs, children in crisis, elder care centers, literacy programs, snow shoveling for seniors, etc. 
What about bingos for retirees, car washes, lawn cutting, house or body painting? If you allow students to work for an anti-gun group, do you correspondingly permit them to load ammo for pro-rifle and gun clubs? What about pro-choice versus pro-life campaign? Think about all the wonderful deeds students could perform for churches while fulfilling their diploma requirements. It gets a little tricky, doesn't it? Certainly, children might learn a great deal from helping others. However, like our children's experience with piano lessons, they might also be turned off forever if forced to perform some proposed activity. Mandatory volunteerism is like coercing your daughters to take piano lessons when their talent and interest is at best modest. And it's easy to exploit youth as volunteers, perhaps even insist on work for which others might be paid. The Board of Education is short of cash this month. Accordingly, we recommend internships in school janitorial work. Students will be provided with mops, and we trust that the halls will be kept squeaky clean. Hopefully, those inclined to volunteer will do so without constraint. The others will engage in an apathetic performance at best. In truth, in truth, those people who could best volunteer are us retirees. We have the time, expertise, and we need community involvement. Now, if the Minister of Education wants to work in a little credit, a.k.a. a slight reduction in taxes, that would be a perk. After all, we are on fixed incomes. In conclusion, I know more than one child forced to take piano lessons who now cannot endure to be near a piano. The Minister of Education, when contemplating volunteerism, should learn that the style in which we are taught has a lot to do with how we feel about the subject later on. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.